Hello, hello. Welcome to another NS9 postgame show. I'm Cody, and for once on a weekday game, I am joined by another member of North Shore 9. Neil, what's up? Glad to have you on our special matinee postgame. Hello. Yeah, this is fun. We should do this more often. Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, we, you know, it's always, it always feels good to sweep a team. It feels especially good to sweep a team like the Padres. So I'm in a good mood, and it's a nice break from packing up my entire apartment. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were moving. Were you I'm, moving? Moving, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to ask you where you're moving to. Don't, don't answer I'm, that I'm question. moving two miles away. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. Typical move. But <laughs> this was a nice break. Pirates win yeah. 5-4, despite a terrible first five innings. Right. Yeah, no, I was, you know, Donardo actually texted me at one point because I told him, I was like, you know, I might have to, I might not be able to do the show because I might have to go to work, like get ready mm-hmm. for work. And he's like, Cody, you might want to just pre-record this show because we know how it's going to end. And I was yeah. like, you know, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> But what was it? The when did we start to uh, turn it around? When do you think that was? I know you just said till the fifth. Yeah, when showed what up for five days. As soon as Joe Musgrove left the game, yes, because <laughs> Joe Musgrove was excellent today, which isn't a surprise. No. Very good pitcher. The fact that we've won two games after being dominated by two very good pitchers in a row is really nice. But um, yeah, you know Musgrove gave up two earned runs. Kind of, he good good two runs. I don't think they were unlucky. Unlike last night, where like ninety percent of our runs were really lucky. Um, but yeah, and then Tim Hill comes in, and then everything kind of falls apart. Yeah, surprisingly, because <laughs> like Tim Hill is a vet. He's you know he's not a terrible pitcher, right? Yeah, and it just he couldn't get it together today. So that works in our favor, right? Yeah. Or in the Pirates' he, favor, I should say. He, he gift-wrapped us the lead on one of the stupidest plays I've seen all year. Which right. is saying something. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, but, no, uh, we will take, you know, if you go up against Joe Musgrove, you're lucky to not face you, Darvish. But we win yeah. those games. It's really nice to see. It's such a relief. Because if this was last week, we would have lost 3 nothing Or 4 nothing. Right. right. And I, I I watched the show last night after the fact, and I think Doug said it the best. He said mm-hmm. the Padres are getting pirated. Yeah, <laughs> and I I said it today. I was like, it feels like the we're playing ourselves. Like the Pirates are playing themselves from mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Yeah, and it's like you're doing everything you can, and then it falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just so funny to see the contrast with another team right now. Well, because like you're conditioned as a Pirates fan, especially you've been cheering for the team for a long time and you don't remember the nineties. Like you're just expecting it to happen. Like it's like every single time someone comes in, like when Angel Perdomo comes, I'm like, well, how are we going to blow this? Or like last (laughs) night where we put on Cody Bolton in a six run lead. I'm like, how are we going to blow this? Um, But it's nice to sometimes have it on the other foot today, especially when you're starting pitching wasn't great today. Yeah, so let's go through the game. Let's go through the pitching part of the game first. Uh, Luis Ortiz gets the start, and it wasn't a great one. Uh, He gave up six hits, four earned runs. He walked three and gave up two homers, and that's just not going to get it done. Any way you you throw it out there, it doesn't get it done. So break it down for us, Neil. 
Well, it's it's almost like night and day, isn't it? Like the last time he was out, he gives you probably the best start of his career. Um, eight innings of sh- one run or shutout baseball. I couldn't, I don't remember, but like he was nails. And then today, it was awful. And yeah. the problem is that he just gets hit so hard. Yeah. Um, and if you take a glance at his Safan page, that kind of tells the story. Like he, and I understand why they're doing this. Like the Pirates have basically told him and Contreras to like tune down the stuff. Like they don't throw their best stuff as hard as they can, their best big, and the idea is that they get more longevity and they don't walk as many people. Right. The problem with that is that you're now not, he's not, not, not throwing the best stuff that made the major league players and it makes him susceptible to being hard hit. And we saw that today. We're seeing that. I mean, he is giving up an 11% barrel rate. That is insane. Like, Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to touch on what Kenny's saying here in the chat. And it's mm-hmm. like, it wasn't the best start from Ortiz, no. but it could have been a lot worse, right? It could have been. He's the fifth starter in the rotation. You could see a lot of things going real bad. And I got to be honest, watching the game, it didn't seem like until the end, it didn't seem like he was pitching a terrible game. Yeah. Um, you know, the homer, like, you know, the homer was bad because, like, it was two right. very soft hit balls right. that result. And, and then, like, a, just a clear home run. Um, my biggest concern isn't even necessarily the hard hit stuff, it's that he had three swings and misses today in four and two thirds innings. He didn't get a single strikeout. Yeah. And when you have the dynamite stuff that Luis Ortiz has, like you have an, a really, really nice one, two punch of your sinker and slider, you need to be getting strikeouts And the Padres while struggling are too good of a team to not be getting struck out. They're right. going to hurt you and they're going to hurt you hard. So even though he gets comparisons to last year's Hunter Green, last year's Sandy Alcantara, which are and this year's Luis Castillo, which are great comparisons, like the stuff is clearly there. Whatever they're doing to him developmentally wise, I don't think is working. And whether he just needs to adjust to it or is just that it's not working, we need to figure that out. Yeah, it needs to get figured out. And like you said, with the strikeouts, like he's a guy that we usually rely on for at the very least, he, he'll get like four strikeouts a game. And to yeah. not have any against the Padres team that's just flailing at this point mm-hmm. is very concerning. Now let's move on. Baruki came in. Yeah. One pitch, one out. You got to love that from a guy that you didn't expect it from, right? <laughs> yes. Um, as someone who doesn't want Baruki on the roster, he did his job today. Right. Very happy to get out of the fifth inning like that and come in and pitch another clean six. No runs, no walks, no hits. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, he just he came in and he got the job done. Didn't do anything fancy, you know. He just he he made sure to get some outs. And then we move on to Moretta, who's been having some uh, issues as of mm-hmm. late. And he did he walked Juan Soto, which was concerning. I was like, oh geez, here we go. Yeah. But then you know he comes back. I'm pretty sure he came back and got a strikeout, and then he got out of the inning, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, Moretta's a guy like you know like. He was never going to maintain like absurd like eighty percent left on base for like, that he was having, um, but like yeah, I think he's a good. Now here, no, okay, but why not? Why not? Everybody has this pessimistic view on Moretta. Because oh, why not Moretta? You know, 
because 95% of relievers don't do that. <laughs> you know, he's uh, as cool as it would be to have Josh Hader out there. He's not like, <laughs> so, you know, but he's a very effective one pitch guy. His slider was working today. You know, if you end up walking Juan Soto, it's not a big deal because Juan Soto walks against everybody. Right. So, <laughs> no, and so it's nice to have a little bounce back uh, game where the only person who gets on base is a guy with like a 20, that 20% career walk, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not concerned about Moretta. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I, just a super fan of Dowry Moretta, but I think he can be in that 5%. <laughs> That's fair. I think he can I'll be keep a good believing. I think he could be a good seventh inning guy. Yeah. Um, but even the best relievers are going to go through rough patches. I think he's kind of gone through that with the rest of the team, which is, mm -hmm. you know, when everyone's bad, it's not great. Right. And then, then Perdomo. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, keep going. But no, but then you go to Perdomo, who right. I don't know how he's good. His stuff looks terrible. <laughs> right. And he gets strikeouts every single time. So yeah. maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. It's one of those things, you know, he comes in and I'm just like, hey, I'll take it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're getting me strikeouts. I'll take it. And then uh, I think, you know, I, I put it up earlier. I forget who said it, though. But shout out to Shelton with the bullpen today. He really yeah. managed it well, uh, surprisingly. He doesn't do that often. Uh, I, I, I disagree, well. um, but I'm not going to get into a Shelton debate today. Um, okay. <laughs> I think Shelton is given a bad rep, and he manages the bad players as best he can. But, yeah, no. I disagree. But, anyway. Good we'll, job. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Good job today by, um, you know, on the day he gets nominated to uh, the All-Star game. He's on the coaching staff for the All-Star game. And right. so I think that's, I think it's fitting that he right. managed and the bullpen well today. Exactly. I also thought it was fitting. And to, uh, to make the decision to take Perdomo out and then put Bednar in for the four-out save, yeah. I think that was brilliant. It was, yes. it was great. It was a great move, and it was what needed to be done. If he would have kept Perdomo out there, I was—I really thought we might lose that game. Yeah, um, I think when someone with Perdomo, you kind of take the two strikeouts and you run. And I think it was good that he recognized that. You know, maybe we shouldn't have him trying to get the last out with a runner in scoring position, especially when Bednar is so money in save situations. Like when the game is close, he's one—he's probably a top five reliever in baseball. When it's three runs or more. He's Cody Bolton here. It's fascinating. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and I mean, I we talked about this before we got on today. Like, I'm not a big baseball stats guy. Like, I like baseball. I watch baseball. I don't understand the, the stats as much as you guys do. But I told my buddy at work before the season, fantasy baseball, he's like, do I want to take this Bednar guy to be in my bullpen on, on my fantasy team? And I yeah. said, absolutely. And mm -hmm. he did, and for a while there, he just kept coming up to me. He's like, "Dude, I might if I win this league, I might owe you money because Bednar just keeps getting me wins." Yeah, and he he just gets it done, man. He is absolute nails. Like when it is time to shut the door on a game, like you are getting shades of like Mark Melanson and Jason Grilly and Joel Hanrahan. Like yeah. it, it is done when Bednar takes the mound, pretty much. Yeah, ninety five percent of the time, it, you don't have a shot. You know, you walk the first batter, you're like, uh oh, is it gonna? Be? And then he, I think he goes three zero on Soto, and yeah. like, uh oh, is it gonna be one of those games? And right. then he comes back, three strikeouts. What a great performance! 
Yeah, great performance from Bednar. And Doug, I know you desperately want Neil and I to have a debate about <laughs> Shelton. I think that's for another time. Yeah, <laughs> I think we would go on forever show. because I don't I don't exactly know what I'm talking about anyway. I just know I see a bad man like bad lineups going out consistently. But we'll we'll continue. Let's talk about that lineup. Let's yeah. talk about the batters today. What did you yeah. see from this team? And I'll get to my point at the end, but I want you to talk about mm-hmm. uh, what we saw offensively from the Pirates today. It was weird, wasn't it? Because, like, it didn't seem all that great. He scored a run in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, once Musgrove exits the game, like, we really started booming. I was happy with the fact that we were kind of chipping away. So, like, we go down 4 nothing, right? We get one run back. We get another run back in the sixth. Like, 4-2 was pretty reasonable. Because, like, if you are going into, say, like, the seventh inning down 4 nothing, you probably don't make that comeback. Right. But we were able to chip away against a really good pitcher. Um, Kutch, <laughs> I think the best part of today's game was Greg Brown talking about furries on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said his stat line, too, for every <laughs> time the furries are in town. He's, like, batting over 400. So. Yeah. And he went two for four today. <laughs> Or a double, a run scored. Um, Suwinski technically got an RBI. Yes, that was, <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, um, most um, and then well, on a Suwinski nuke to the first baseman, and then enough can't be said about Henry Davis, man. Right, three for four today, two, two RBIs. RBIs. Yeah, you the offense was so bad, and then like as soon as he came up. The offensive – it's not great. The offense is still not great, but it's so much better with Henry Davis in that lineup. Right. Like, when Henry Davis is in the lineup, especially at the three spot, Yeah, I just – I don't lose hope anymore. <laughs> you know? I, I don't go into a game in the seventh inning down – what, we were down two runs or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, yeah we're going to lose. I see Henry Davis coming up, and I'm like, we might tie it up. And yeah. look what happens. <laughs> and I think I mentioned this last night about Carlos Santana, where he's not an offensive black hole anymore, which is so mm-hmm. big because he, I, I will say like, you know, I, I think Shelton's fine. I don't know how much of it is his call. I don't like that Santana stayed at the four spot when he was useless for a month. Yeah. But this team is really hitting and winning games when Carlos Santana is hitting. And I think today's another example of that, you know, two, two hits, He's getting on base, and I feel like when he's doing well, the team is doing well. Right, and that's what I wanted to talk about today was my man Carlos Santana. Mm -hmm. The last time we came, or I did a show, I talked about Santana and how he was the only only offensive guy in that losing streak, the 10-game losing streak, the only guy that was getting hits, getting RBIs, Mm -hmm. anything. And now we look at him these last these last seven since the last time I talked about him to now, he's batting three thirty three, he's a three eighty five uh, on base percentage and six twenty five slugging. The dude's on fire. He's got two yes. home runs, seven RBIs. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you want to move him out of the four spot? You know, I think yeah. I think that's the, your guy, your guy Shelton. He mm-hmm. saw. He saw what was coming. <laughs> he, he saw yeah. that Santana's that consistent guy at the four spot. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to get a hit. He's going to be able to do something out of the four spot. Mm-hmm. And that's what he has done these last 14, 15 days. Mm-hmm. He's just gotten it done. 
I mean, to be entirely fair, like we don't have a whole lot of better options at the moment. It's not like you can stick Cruz there. Sawinski isn't consistent enough to stick there. Connor Joe hasn't can only really place against lefties. He can't stick there. And so no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think it was when he was like a 670 OPS guy as a first baseman. That's because you can't really be batting him lineup. And it's not even his fault. I just don't think he should be playing every day. Yeah, he's, no, he's I, not a young man. Like he is 37 years old. And I think that if the choice wasn't hurt for half the, for 90% of the season, you know, he's probably not dipping that badly because you can rotate him in. You can play DH. You can sit while catch. So Troy coming back is going to be huge for a multitude of reasons. Not only is he an actual MLB hitter, but he can give Santana the rest that he needs. And hopefully he doesn't dip like that again. But like, I never like was like DFA Carlos Santana because he is important. Like in, in when we were winning games in April, he was always coming through with clutch hits. He was never like a high OPS guy, but when we needed hits, he would give it to us. And right. so the fact that that's coming back is pretty big. And he's more important to this team than just being an offensive force. Like, that is what he is. Mm-hmm. But look at what he's doing on defense. Yes. Every time I'm watching him play first base, I'm like, this guy's going to win a gold glove at 37 years old. Yeah. He just like, he's just picking, pick, picking balls out of the air. And then you look at his his uh, leadership with this team. Yeah. He's the reason that they celebrate after games like they do. Mm-hmm. He's the reason these guys – it's almost like he's the reason these guys love coming to the ballpark every day because he's yeah. always keeping everybody in a good mood. Like we thought yeah. Kutch was going to do that, and I'm sure he does. But I think Carlos Santana is the more vocal guy. He's like, hey, he let's let's have yeah. a good time. Let's We're playing baseball. We're mm-hmm. playing baseball, guys. Yeah. We play a children's game for a living. Don't get so upset. Let's just go play. Yeah. He's that guy. And, you know, I guess a coach is a very quiet guy. I think, like, they even held, like, a team meeting before the Padres. He was like, you know, I don't often speak to everyone, but I think I gotta. Right. Carlos Santana comes in and is immediately speaking to everyone from the day one. And unlike Austin Hedges, he actually provides some sort of value on the field. So yeah. I would like him around all year. I can't imagine he gets traded, even if we are sellers. Right. Um, I think him and Kutch are safe, and I think guys like Choi, Hill, and et cetera are more likely to go. But yeah, no, it's nice to have Carlos Santana. And apparently what I've been reading is that the Mariners really miss him. I'm sure they do. That the Mariners are like, they don't have the leadership that they still had. And they're kind of, and apparently Mariners front office brass are kind of regretting not signing him again. So he's a good player to have. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I could have told you that back when we played in Seattle and all the mm-hmm. fans got so upset that, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing our celebration on our field. Yeah. It's like, no, that was Carlos Santana. And that's what left your team when your owners didn't yeah. want to re- your GM didn't want to resign him. Mm-hmm. That's what they got rid of. They got rid of a guy that can bring together young talent to do good things. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's back there next year, unless we resign him, but I don't know. I, I I don't have a whole lot of confidence he comes back, but I would not be opposed. Right. I Even think if he takes a bit of a back seat in playing because he will be 38. And, you, and if you're insistent on not letting our catchers play catcher, um, right. you know, and can play there and he can like fill in as a backup. But yeah, no, very happy Carlos Santana this year. And I think one of the few examples where I think like the whole like emphasis on bringing veteran leadership into the clubhouse has worked. Because there were times yeah. during the last two months where, like, all right, we bought in all these veterans. What are they even doing? Right? Mm-hmm. But Carlos Santana is kind of 
kind of a nice player to have, and he he's really showing his worth. I mean, next year what we have: Andy Rodriguez, Mason Martin. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Mason Martin. I'm just, I like, mean, Connor, uh, Connor Joe. I think Connor, Connor Joe, Joe. Can play first, and I. Maybe Triolo, but you really don't want Triolo. But why? Why would you put Triolo at first when he's, yeah, he's which shown how nice, well he can play at third? Exactly, which I think is a nice segue into Jared Triolo because yeah, he's a fun player to watch in the field. Like he, we, oh, yeah. we have little, we have little Cabrian Hayes, Hayes clone here. Like that last out, <laughs> I don't. That last out was an impressive out. No, um, yeah, which, it was. And that play, I think it was like in the second inning where like he got like the ball was like at the corner of the infield on the third baseline and he threw him out like that was. Yeah, impressive. Like it, I remember that one. Yeah, because Greg Brown was like, well, here's a test. And then he throws it and it's like mm-hmm. he, the dude was dead to rights. And it was like, wow, yeah. like what a throw. Like there was like a, I can't believe there's almost like almost no drop off from um, Hayes's defense. The Triola's defense was crazy because Hayes is like a, the best defensive player in baseball. Right. And he's hitting. I think that's the big right. thing because I think everyone was worried about the bat. And it's only been two games, but he had two hits today. And they're not anything impressive, you know, both singles. But I'm so happy he's hitting. Right. And that's, I mean, there, there lies a question, right? When <laughs> Hayes is healthy, what do you do? Do you just move him over to short? Do you move Tri- yeah, I, Triolo to short? Do you move Hayes to short? What's what's the corresponding move? Because I don't so, think right now, at least two games into his MLB career, I don't think you can warrant sending him back down to the minors. No. If Marcano and Bay, to me, are way more – are way worse, in my opinion. And, can pl- and since he can play shortstop, I think he kind of has to slot in every day at shortstop until Cruz comes back. Or uh, you can kind of put Marcano there for a day. You can stomach mm-hmm. putting Castro there for a day. But Triolo kind of has to be the shortstop until Cruz comes back. And then when Cruz yeah. comes back, I still don't think you can send him down if he hits like this and he provides that defensive value because he can play all over the infield. You can mm-hmm. kind of have like a little Josh Harrison type or a better of what G1 Bay is supposed to be. Where Juwan right. Bay is supposed to be like this slap hitting bench player, yeah. um, flex player who can play everywhere, but I think Triol is probably going to be a better version of that because Bay is just terrible. So, right, and um, that's but that that's something where we've seen a larger uh, pool of data with yeah. Bay, right? So yeah. we can make that judgment on Bay. We still have a lot to see with Triolo, but two two games into this thing, Triolo leaps and bounds better but also bay yeah. played better at the beginning of the season so we got to let him play to be, to be fair i don't think bay ever hit like jerry triolo ever hit in the minors so i think there's right. also the value of work that suggests that triolo is also a better natural hitter right all right well we got this comment from mark lancaster asking about dylan cruz not wanting to sign with the Pirates if he's drafted. Well, guess what, Mark? We got a show tonight with John Callis and Donardo. And Neil, you were there too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah we, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about – we talked about Skens. We talked about Cruz. We talked about Langford. And we talked about Clark for about an hour. But what I would say about that is that, you know, it's not great. 
but it's also hey, you don't gotta say much because you guys talk about tonight, right? It's really, we didn't talk about. I think that news we didn't touch on that a whole lot. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was trying to I was trying to toss up a tease for you, but I guess I couldn't yeah. really tease it because we didn't talk about it. But all right, yeah. <laughs> I tried to I tried to plug it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I would say that he is a uh, it's a negotiation tactic. He's well, he's the best college player since Adley Rutschman. He's going to right. get. He's going to try, but if the Pirates dangle $9.2 million at him, he's not going back to school. Right. Um, he's, and, not, he's, he's, he's not going to sacrifice the money like that. So I wouldn't worry, but I do feel like this opens the door to the Pirates not choosing him and under getting a deal so they can get more money on their picks later on like they did in 2022. So I would not be surprised – if the name that's called is Skens or Clark, but I wouldn't want it. I'd be comfortable with it, but that's not my preferred. Right. Well, anyway, like Kenny says tonight, we got two experts in Donardo (laughs) talking MLB draft. (laughs) Catch that show tonight at what I believe it's at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. It's scheduled for eight. Yeah. Eight o'clock. So be everybody be sure to watch that tonight. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good time. It was a good time, right, Neil? It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, All right. Callus is very knowledgeable, and he he told some fun stories. So would would highly recommend. Yeah. yeah from from the clips I saw, it looks like it's going to be a great show. So folks, that's going to do it for us today on the post game show. Be sure to watch that tonight. The MLB draft preview with John Callis and Neil and Donardo. And all right, that's it. That's all I got. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Let's get out of here. <laughs> hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks. Bucks.